everybody. Welcome back to Rogue Patriot Radio. This is Craig. And this is Curtis. So we got a few things for you today. The first thing we're going to talk about is a little reaction to a video that I stumbled across today. Curtis doesn't know about this, so we're going to get his reaction live. So here's the video, and then we'll talk about it here in just a second. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've, I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. All right. So first of all, that was the purple-headed senator, whatever the hell her name is, the old-ass purple-headed woman from uh, I don't know what state that's been in, been a politician for far too long. Um, so first thing before I ask Curtis what his uh, initial thoughts are, uh, I'm done with the ride. Uh, my stop was a long time ago. Can we go ahead and just get off now because I'm done with the ride. Um, this is absolutely ridiculous. So Curtis, thoughts? She was upset because there was female crash dummies no because they don't have female crash dummies and apparently that uh causes something to do with gender inequity and crashes or something i don't know i mean that's dumb it's a Uh, freaking dummy yep literally has no value in making america greater or anything and so it's stupid but if you notice, <clears throat> those on that side who are trying to further divide everything anyway, but anyway, whoops, the people who are on that side, they push. Everything is racial. Um, everything comes down to gender. Um, it's all unfair, blah, 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 yada, yada. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me too much, but at the same time, why in the fuck are we spending time and taxpayer money talking about stupid-ass crash test dummies? Right. When there are more... There are much bigger problems in the world that... In in America that we need to talk about. Far greater problems. Like, why the fuck are we sending Ukraine money when we need that money for stuff here? Right. No, let's let's talk about the crash test dummies because that makes perfect fucking sense. Let's waste money creating other crash test dummies that are just going to be destroyed anyway. The whole purpose of being a crash test dummy, I'm surprised the feminists aren't out there praising the male crash test dummies (laughs) because they're getting destroyed. (laughs) Can we volunteer her to be a crash test dummy? I'm all for that. Yes. And there's about 380-some-odd others that I would volunteer to be crash test dummies up there, too. Yep. That sounds like a good uh, good thing, honestly. Let's get that petition going. <laughs> so now that that's done and over with, the main part of today's topic, which I didn't even tell Curtis about. Nope. So... Do you know the story behind the Star Spangled Banner? Not off the top of my head, no. All right. 
most of us memorized it as children. But how many people have really thought about what it means and the story behind it and how it came to be? So let me tell you a story. The colonies were engaged in vicious conflict with the mother country, Britain. They had accumulated prisoners on both sides. The American colonies had prisoners and the British had prisoners. The American government initiated a move. They went to the British and they said, let us negotiate for the release of these prisoners. They were holding the American prisoners in in boats about a thousand yards offshore. And they said, we want to send a man by the name of Francis Scott Key. He will come out and negotiate to see if we can make a mutual exchange that men could be exchanged on a one-for-one basis. Francis Scott Key jubilantly went down below in the boat, and he said, Men, I've got news for you. Tonight you are free. He said, Tonight I have negotiated successfully for your return to the colonies. He said, You'll be taken out of this boat, out of this filth, out of your chains. So the admiral came down and he said, Well, we have a slight problem. We will still honor our commitment to release these men, but it won't matter. Well, Mr. Key, he said, tonight we have laid an ultimatum upon the colonies. Your people will either capitulate and lay down the colors of that flag that you think so much of. Or you see that fort right over there? He said, we're going to remove it from the face of the earth. He scanned the horizon of the sea, and as he looked, he could see hundreds of little dots. That's the entire British war fleet, he said. All of the gunpowder, all of the armament is being called upon to demolish that fort. It will be here within striking distance in a matter of about two and a half hours. He said, the war is over. These men would be free anyway. He said, you can't shell that fort. He said, that's a large fort. It's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. They said, well, we've left them a way out. He asked, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up there on the rampart? We have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately, and we'll know that they've surrendered and you will now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, Men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch as twilight began to fall. Suddenly, the British war fleet unleashed. He says the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said suddenly the style, though dark, was suddenly lit. And he says from down below, all he could hear was the men, the prisoners, saying, Tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, It's still up. The admiral came and he said, Your people are insane. 
He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said he remembered what George Washington had said. He said that the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The admiral said, we have now instructed all of our guns to focus on the rampart to take that flag down. He said, one thing we don't understand. Our reconnaissance tells us that that flag has been directly hit again and again and again, and yet it's still flying. We don't understand that. But he said, now we're about to bring every gun for the next three hours to bear on that point. Francis Scott Key said the barrage was unmerciful. All that he could hear was the men down below praying, God, keep that flag flying where we last saw it. Sunrise came. He said there was a heavy mist hanging over the land, but the rampart was tall enough. There stood the flag, completely nondescript, in shreds. The flagpole itself was at a crazy angle, but the flag was still at the top. Francis Scott Key went to Fort Henry to see what had happened. And what he had found had happened was that the flagpole and that flag had suffered repetitious direct hits, but men, fathers who knew what it meant for that flag to be on the ground, though knowing that all of the British guns were trained on it, walked over and held it up until they died. Their bodies were removed and others took their place. Francis Scott Key said what held that flagpole in place at the unusual angle were Patriots' bodies. He penned the song, Oh Say Can You See, by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming. Or the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there.
So, have you ever heard that story before? I have not. I stumbled across it recently and had to transcribe it so that way I could share it with y'all. But I think that says a lot about the type of people that started the country in comparison to the type of people that are in power right now. If that makes sense. They wanted freedom, right? Correct. So, I mean, that, it says a lot, yes. But, I don't know, it's, it's a, it was a great story. I mean, you look at stuff that's happening now and you see people burning the flags people standing and stepping on the flags with them on the ground and then they get all pissed off and bent out of shape when a veteran walks over and snatches the flag out of their hand yeah for damn good reason yeah i mean honestly i'm at the point and i've been this way for a while if you don't like america and what she stands for, and the freedoms that you have here, then go fucking somewhere else. Yeah. If you want, like communism so much, go move to fucking China. They're communists. You can enjoy all the communism that you want. But then they don't have the same freedoms that they do here. Correct. And so they're going to complain and bitch about it when they move over there. It's like all the people that were like, well, if Trump gets into office, I'm going to move. Fucking move. <laughs> right. We don't want you here. <laughs> You're a piece of shit anyway. We're not going to miss you. See ya, bitches. It's just frustrating to me because a lot of the younger generation, you know, everybody, for the most part, everybody is all pro-military. Maybe not the military-industrial complex, which is fine, but they're pro-military people. And veterans, which is good. But one thing that I find interesting, and it's something that while I was at Costco with mom one day, her and another one of the employees was talking because her husband's a veteran too. And I don't remember which one it was, but one of them mentioned that today's veterans are a lot like the veterans that came home from the Vietnam War and how they were treated so poorly. And it made me think, you know, when those guys came back from the Vietnam War, they were treated like absolute dog shit. Yeah. I mean, they were spit on, cussed at, called horrible, horrible names. And so when that happens, you don't want to go around and tell everybody, hey, I'm a veteran. You don't want that stigma attached to you. And so I started thinking, and I was like, it's not so much... Due to how society is today, it's not so much 
in person in your face because their balls aren't that big. Yeah. <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Right. Now it's all online. And you have a lot of people running their mouths talking shit. And while those who would defend the veterans still far outnumber those who talk shit, the voices of the ones who talk shit are louder because they get their friends and all these little keyboard warriors go in there and just start talking shit. I've seen videos where on TikTok where people have... So they come out on video telling these veterans that they wish they would just become part of the 22. That is the most horrific piece of shit thing you could say to somebody. Well, they would do it on online because it's they don't have to face the wrath immediately. They get the immediate satisfaction of, oh, I just did this and I just talked shit to somebody, but they don't want to do it in person because they're going to actually get their ass beat. Right. And... That's the problem. Right. Because when I was growing up, when you had a problem with somebody, you took that shit outside, you scrapped it out, and you were done. It Mm -hmm. was done with. But nowadays, all these people want to sit there and act all tough online thinking that they have some level of anonymity that they can hide behind. Because... You know, they have a fake name on there, you know, their username or whatever. So they don't think that they can be found out. But for people out there who are very good at research and very good at finding stuff, anything and anybody can be found. Right. And going along with that, it's it's completely different from the topic. But I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok where this guy's like, has comments and he's saying you should see if you can um associate like the six degrees of separation type thing where like you have this person and see if you can get him down to me or like see if we can tie us together and this guy was like yeah here's a picture of me and this person and then here's this person picture of this person with this person and this per you know just keeps on going down the line and they find who it was and another guy that i've seen he does like these random videos that don't have any like major identification points and he'll just go along with it and it'll he's like well i think based on this 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 that he does a lot of research with it and like researches different places that he sees in the video and then he sees like i know exactly where you were at this point when this video or picture was taken it's fucking crazy isn't it just by looking at like the different things and like there's one the last one i saw um you couldn't see any definitive names on businesses you can see a little uh mail like a u.s post office and then like random pieces of different uh buildings and he was like i know exactly which spot you were in whenever you took this video just based based on everything in the video like the parking lot and the different like spots so i mean people can be found oh absolutely they can but then when their information gets put out because of the shitty things that they said, they get all butthurt and they get their little keyboard warrior crew to come out and saying how how wrong it was that 
their information was put out online and blah, blah, blah. Your information can be found anywhere. But at the same time, these are the exact same people who are putting information of those that they don't agree with out on blast. Addresses and phone numbers and everything else. But it's okay for them to do it. Right. But not for you to do it to them. Absolutely. Yes. It's wrong if you do it to them. Right. According to them. They're the innocent ones. Right. That's the whole victim mentality. Right. Which is another problem in today's society. Don't even want to go there right now. But going back to the 22 thing, 10 years ago, the number of veterans who died by suicide was roughly 22 a day. That's where that number kind of took off and came into being. Now, unfortunately, 10 years later, the number is over 44 a day. Um, They estimate that it raises between 14 and 15 percent per year for the last 10 years. So now we have over 44 veterans a day taking their own life. That's a lot. And I've seen ignorant idiots get online and talk about, well, that's not possible. We don't have that many veterans. Um, Do you know how many veterans there are in the United States? Right. Second question to those ignorant idiots is, do you know what a veteran is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to go there. But they might be thinking that they don't have enough veterans because... They think it's probably just the younger folks that are doing that, that are taking their lives. But it could be anywhere from anybody who's 18 years old or 20-whatever years old because they've been, you know, discharged or whatever to a senior citizen. Right. Well, and if you think about it, there are veterans that are still serving in the military, active duty. And they're considered veterans because they fit the definition of veteran. Even though they're still active duty, they're a veteran also. And, I mean, mental health in the military is something that has always been bad. Right. As far as how it is handled. Because when I was in, you didn't talk about your mental health. Um Anyone who did was looked at as weak, and you sure as shit didn't go to your command talking about you need to go see a counselor, because then that shit got around the unit, and then you were looked at like you couldn't be trusted with anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... I think it's gotten a little bit better, but there's still leaps and bounds from where they should be as yeah. far as how it needs to be handled. And, I mean, that's the same way with um, police officers. They're the exact same way. And I think it's part of it is how everyone gets trained mm-hmm. and that mindset that 
you have after you get that sort of intense training. And I was talking to chief of police the other day and in some of the research that I've done, I found out that in the first responder community, uh, specifically police officers, twice as many police officers die by suicide than they do in the line of duty. Damn. And and that's just a nationwide average, not everywhere. Some are lower, like in, in that little city in Kansas. That number was lower for them specifically than it was yeah. the national average, but that's just the national average. And... I think there's a lot of departments now around the country who are starting to take note of that and kind of get better at how they handle that and and provide counseling and and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to the person yeah. overcoming how they were trained and what their thoughts are on it and how it makes them feel weak and everything else. Overcoming all of that and being able to accept and willing to accept the help. Yeah. And that's where the big hurdle is. That's That takes a long time. And it takes a lot of people to get that person to that point but yeah we had a good discussion about that the other day so coming from a civilian is it wrong of me to assume or think that it's typically like the quote-unquote macho men who are doing the going into the military and that's why they can't talk about their feelings and talk about what's going on inside their brain is that something that's true well, you just brought up a whole other topic there. Men in general. Well. Because if you look at men in general, maybe not now, um, but when we were growing up as men, we were trained and taught to put our emotions aside, you work, you bust your ass, you do what you got to do, and nobody gives a shit what you think or how you feel. Right. You just push through it and keep going. I mean, hell, that's how it was in the Army. So I'm not wrong in kind of thinking that. No, but I, I think that's not just military and law enforcement and firefighters and everyone else in general. I think it, that specifically is just men in general. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Growing up as kids, you know, you hit your knee. Hey, stop crying. Just brush it off. And get right, over it. Right. Well, it hurt, but yeah. I guess we can't talk about that. I guess I can't cry and, you know, actually feel 
things. Oh, no. If you cry, you're weak. Right. If you cry, you're weak. I said that weird, but... Yeah, if you cry, you're weak. I mean, that's how society's been for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we necessarily have to... Like, live by our emotions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think that that just opens up a whole other wormhole of issues. Um, not going to go down that path right now. But uh, <laughs> I think that we need to at least be aware and be able to handle yeah. Instead of just pushing down and moving forward right. without dealing with it. Because if you just push down and keep going, that's when you get really fucked up and little things just fucking set you the fuck off. Right. I've had that happen. Little tiny little thing made me blow the fuck up on somebody, and they're like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, sorry, it's not you, it's me, my bad. Go about your business. But I think that there's things that, in general, we need to redo like you're not weak because you feel like so overwhelmed that the only way out in your mind is taking your life right that doesn't make you weak Veterans who consider suicide aren't weak. Veterans aren't weak in general. I can tell you that for damn sure. Right. Um, but not just veterans. You know, first responders, anybody who considers suicide, they're at that point because they're so overwhelmed, they don't feel... like anybody's helping them they feel that there's no other way for them to get rid of the pain to get rid of the turmoil and everything else than to take their own life they yeah. think that that is the only solution that they have so when i hear people say well they took the easy way out bullshit right that ain't the fucking easy way out that even thinking about that is causing them more stress. Right. And issues and everything else on top of everything else they're already dealing with. So, yeah, when I hear someone say, well, they took the easy way out, I want to slap the shit out of them. Yeah. Straight up. Slap the taste right out their mouth. Because that just shows me that it's a huge lack of understanding. Yeah. And, I mean, I get that there's 
a lot of stuff that people don't know and a lot of stuff that has been hidden from us, um, a lot of mistruths that have been told to us our whole lives. But research is free. Yes, it is time-consuming. Yes, it, uh, it takes a whole lot of time to dig through all the lies to find the truth. But it's free. It doesn't cost you anything but your time. Yeah. And in doing so, you gain knowledge. You gain wisdom. So I think there's a whole lot of people out there in the world today that need to be doing a whole lot more research than they are instead of just going with the flow and thinking that everything's okay. I think a lot of the issue is that for people who don't understand... It's a lack of wanting to try to understand. Like, mental health has been so... I don't know the word. What, Stigmatized. Yeah, but it's it's just been... If it's not directly affecting you, why worry about it? Well, that's the way it is with anything. Right. But if you think about it, everything affects you in some sort of way. Yes, but there, it's not a direct effect where it's changing the way you do your day, the way you go about I mean, you life. just don't notice it, but it is affecting you in right. some sort of way. You just don't notice it because it's not in the forefront of your mind. Your job, going to work, making money, that's what you're focused on. Coming home, taking care of the kids, taking care of the dogs, cleaning the house. Yeah. Your day-to-day living is what you're focused on. In the back of your mind, everything else is back there. You're just not paying attention to it because you got all this other stuff. Yeah. And that's where part of the problem is. Everyone is focused on the hustle and bustle. And that's part of why, you know, when, when a veteran or first responder gets to the point where they're contemplating suicide... That's part of it. Nobody's got time for me. Nobody wants to listen to me. I don't want to be a burden on anybody. Yeah. And I think that plays into it. I mean, how many people out there will tell somebody truly and mean it if you need me? No matter what time of day or night it is, you call me and I'll be there. I don't see a lot of people doing that. I mean, with a lot of people, you wake someone up in the middle of the night, you're going to get cussed out or ignored. Yeah. They're not even going to give you a chance to say what you're going to say. You're going to answer the phone with, what the fuck do you want? Or, why are you calling me so late? This better be an emergency. Like... (laughs) I call you at 3 p.m. You're gonna be a hello. Yeah. Instead you're wide of because you didn't get your your routine changed up. Instead of at 3 a.m. and you're like, "What the fuck do you want, asshole? Why are you calling me so late?" Like, yeah. quit being a dick. Yeah. Maybe they're calling you because they're at the point of eating a bullet. And now you call them an asshole, and they're gonna be like, "Nope, never mind. Sorry for bugging you. Hang up the phone. They're gonna eat that bullet." Yeah. And then you're going to feel like a dick for the rest of your life 
Because you were the last person that they talked to. Yeah. So the guilt's going to eat you the fuck alive. So, I mean, people just need to think, really. Yeah. I mean, quit being dicks. Quit being so self-centered. Right. And fucking care about people. It's not hard. Yeah, all you got to do is listen. That's huge. Yeah. Is knowing when to just listen when somebody has issues, when somebody's going through something. I mean, they say communication is the key, which is important. Communication is very important. But sometimes shutting the fuck up and listening is all that you need to do. Right. When someone's telling you their problems, they're not always telling you their issues because they want you to figure out how to solve them. Right. They just want to unload so they're not so burdened down by them. Yeah. They just want someone to listen to listen to them. Their bucket of life. So this last week my client was talking about like how words can hurt and stuff and like the different things of life where and so he had a bucket and he got the color the the teacher was like something something small or something big and they were talking about like the bucket you just you know it things happen and if you don't um uh, if you don't well unfill your bucket you don't pour out your bucket your bucket's gonna overflow and you're gonna explode it's kind of the same thing with anybody not even just kids it's anybody i mean if you just let somebody listen to you or somebody listens to you and you talk about it your bucket your bucket's not going to be as full but at the same point in the same breath i think that people in general would be better off not putting in as much not putting as much stock into other people's opinions of them. Correct. Because that's where this whole, in today's society, this whole safe space bullshit. Yeah. Well, so-and-so called me. Who fucking cares what so-and-so called you? Either slap the shit out of them or just go on about your fucking business and don't worry about what they said. I don't give a shit what people call me. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. You better damn well get ready for the retaliation. Because it's their opinion and it's not a fact. Right. And opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them and they all fucking stink. Yeah. But yeah, if someone talks shit to you, give it right back to them. And if they can't handle it, that's their fucking problem. Honestly. But then you become the asshole. Well, you're sticking up for yourself, and it don't matter. I'm an asshole. I don't give a shit, and I know I'm an asshole. But I think that that's part of what is wrong with our society today. Everybody is so worried about offending people and about... Labels. Labels, and I'm this, I'm that... They buy into the division, 100%. Uh, you know, 
they're divided by religion, they're divided by sexual preference, they're divided by color of their skin, they're divided by so many things. They're divided by what country you're from. Like, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. The things that are being used to separate us is what makes us special. Because we aren't, are not all the same. We are all different. Everybody's different. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Everyone needs to treat each other like that. Quit being fucking douchebags. And fucking treat each other with some damn humility and respect. Right. I don't give a shit what your skin color it is. I don't give a shit who you're fucking. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. All I give a shit about is if you're a nice human being and you're not a piece of shit. Yep. And if you're a piece of shit, I'm going to tell you you're a piece of shit and I'm going to tell you why you're a piece of shit. But then that person's not going to do any damn thing about it and still be a piece of shit. Well, that's fine. I'll keep telling them they're a piece of shit. I'm just saying. I like that. Right. It's cool with me. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Besides it being a good story, the thing that stuck out to me in that story is the level of patriotism it takes knowing that there's a huge possibility you're going to die, but you go and you hold up that flagpole because... Knowing what it means for that flag to fall and be on the ground is so important to you that you're willing to risk your own life to hold that flagpole up. I mean, that's you don't see that a lot today. Yeah. I mean, veterans, when we joined, we all signed a blank check when we joined the military. We knew you're going to get deployed somewhere in the world and you might not make it home and so mentally you have to come to a place where you're okay with that and it takes some time and you shut some things off in your brain to be able to get to that point you know that you're going to do some things you're going to see some things that the normal Joe Blow going to and from work every day isn't going to see. Yeah. I mean, you see all the rubberneckers when there's an accident on the highway and people mm -hmm. freaking out about that. But your normal average Joe Blow would melt down if they experienced some of the things that your average veteran experienced yeah not just what they see not what just they might have had to do the smells horrible horrible smells horrible in the burn pits it's a good fucking thing that they finally passed a law about that and what they did not specify in the law because you know they're not going to say anything about it the shit that they burned in those burn pits, which were run by 
civilians and overseen by the military. Not just your everyday trash, including styrofoam, which is very bad to burn. Not just the human waste from all the porta potties, which is disgusting. Mm. And starting it all with jet fuel, which is incredibly flammable, mm. and that's how they started it most of the time. Carcasses. Animal carcasses. I've talked to people while I was over there um, that when they would go out on patrol, bodies, they would burn bodies. Mm. And the PACT Act that was just passed recently, you know damn well they're not putting that shit in there. Right. When I when I went to down to Fayetteville to talk to um, whatever the nurse practitioner or doctor or whatever she was about for my PACT Act interview, um, I told her flat out, I said, I know what they burned over there. I'm not stupid. All of us know what they burnt over there. And they're not saying it. And she's like, oh, I know. I know. I said, so why why can't they just admit? Why can't they just come clean and say what they did? And I realized that for them to come clean and say what they did would make them culpable. So instead, they're just going to pass a law and throw money at it so they won't be culpable. And that's like some of the people that I've talked to in the research that I've done, all the up armor, well, up armor, that's what we called the vehicles, all the armor that they had on the mm -hmm. vehicles have radiation in them. Mm. So every one of us that rode around in up armored vehicles over there were exposed to radiation every time we got into or near one of those vehicles. Damn. So... But yeah, that was what I had planned for our very first full-length podcast. You got any closing remarks for the people out there? Be a good human. Stop being dicks. That's all I got. I agree with that. We all need to be better to each other. Um... Be there for those veterans in your life and those first responders in your life. Talk to them. And, uh, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's all I got. Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed you guys today. Hope, uh, hope you got something out of this. If you have any questions, or comments or concerns you can come on over to roguepatriotdesigns.com you can leave us a comment um check out the blog while you're there um let, us, got, let us know how we're doing on this podcast i got any a whole bunch of the old blogs i moved all the old blogs from the um old website over to the new layout i just don't know how they're on there but 
all the old stuff is on there check it out a um, lot of really valuable and good information if there's anything you want us to cover and talk about in either the blog or the podcast reach out to us leave us a comment let us know and i hope that you all have a wonderful weekend and love you guys and uh we'll see you next time see ya